Kia ora. Welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems, and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. Because you deserve a business that doesn't feel like work, one that gives you energy and the resources to do what matters most to you. Whether it's figuring out where to spend your time, how to maximize your profitability, or streamlining your processes so things get done quickly and efficiently, my guests and I, we've got you covered. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewers, and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well, and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Elizabeth, welcome to Business Your Way. It's so lovely to have you on the podcast and thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Sandra. I'd like to start off by having you introduce yourself. So can you tell the listeners a bit about who you are, what you do, the audience that you serve and how you make your moolah? (laughs) Sure. So I own ER Marketing Services And we help entrepreneurs create marketing strategies and write content for their website, blog posts, social media, and emails or newsletters. And how we make money is the content writing and the strategy. Our unique approach is that we use an interview style approach and we were just really finding, or I was finding that there's many times a disconnect in a traditional way when a company is handing over their marketing to an agency who is not an expert in that industry at all. And they're trying to, you know, make up content uh, without having any of the stories or the passion or that knowledge of the industry that the owner, if it's a solo business or the team has. So by doing an interview style approach, we really get a unique take on it from the owners or our key partner in the company's, their perspective. We can't make up stories, client stories, good or bad, or why a product or a service came to be and how it does that. So it just brings back that personal and the storytelling aspect to it, which everyone loves the story. That's why we're talking today, right? We're lifting the veil on the behind the scenes because people want to know what's really happening. Yeah. What's the story behind that? I mean, mm. and that really resonates with me because if it's not my zone of where I feel I can really do a good job, I would rather just get on a call with someone and talk it through and go, okay, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I want. This is how it came to be. Here's what I convey. And I would rather have a conversation with somebody and let them take my story or take what I've said and then shape that into what I'm looking for, you know? Yes. And because we're at arm's length, we don't have the, uh, you know, the quote victim of your own genius, you know, Mm. like what? No, not everybody has their best thoughts in the shower. What? You know, like we think that everyone just knows what we do. So having an arm's length perspective, we can say, oh no, not everybody actually knows that juicy tidbit. Let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah. I, I really like that. That would 
If someone said, this is how we're going to do it. I'm like, yes, you're my lady. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to worry about the wordsmithing. That's our job. You just tell us from your heart, from your experience, and then we make the story from there. Nice. And so websites, what other content do you do aside from websites? Did I miss that? Websites, blog posts, we do social media and we do emails or newsletters. I kind of use those terms interchangeably. Mm. And uh, another way that we work smarter, not harder is let's create one piece of original content. So let's use a blog post. For example, we create that one piece and we break it up so that it becomes your social media posts. We also get direct quotes from there so that you can have quote graphics. It's all original to you. And let's also make an email so that we can promote the blog post. Nice. So just create it once and then we push it out everywhere in different ways. You have to edit it a little bit, but the core essence of that content is there. Yeah, that's nice. And so you're just writing the content or are you actually uploading it to the website, pushing it out to the email? Like, are you implementing that as well? Yes. So in the answer to how we make our moolah is we have a variety of ways to work together financially. Some solopreneurs, particularly when they're just starting out or starting to grow, they don't really have the funds. They have more time than money. So you can just work with me by the hour and we can write the content, create the strategy, and then I will coach you and say, okay, this is what needs to happen next so that you have a very clear plan to implement it. But then again, once you get busier, because our marketing is going to work and you're going to be too busy to do it, we absolutely can take it for you, create the graphics. If we have to research hashtags, schedule it out wherever we're posting it, that's absolutely an option as well. So tell me a little bit about your agency. When did you start? The agency started in 2018. I've had an interesting career. I chose family for 11 years where I stayed home with the kids. Prior to that, I was actually a professional fundraiser in charge of raising hundreds of millions of dollars for hospitals and universities. I worked on many different capital campaigns to help them build buildings and, um, you know, purchase equipment and such. So then I had a decade where I was raising my family. And then um, during that time, I'm type A, so not the kind of person who could just sit there. So of course I opened a home daycare and I had, instead of my own two children, I had seven children at one point where I was watching. Uh, And when it was time for the family and for me to phase out of home daycare, I decided, you know what, what has been a common thread that I have done throughout this whole stay at home journey? I have always chosen entrepreneurship. So even owning my own home daycare, I had to market it. I had to do everything that you do for a business. I had to, you know, get clients. I had to share information about it to get my current and potential clients excited. You know, I had a wait list at some point because of what I was sharing. Mm-hmm. And just because I was naturally in tune with that. And as well, I have an English degree. So natural love of stories, writing, reading. So, I mean, I let's get real. This was not a one day I woke up and thought about it. This took me a couple of years <laughs> to decide like, oh, why don't I open a marketing agency? <laughs> so once I fell in love with that idea and I started it, it, I wake up every morning, just so excited to start my day. And what does the team look like at the moment? 
So right now I am the only full-time person, but I do have a couple of assistants who help me with actually my own businesses marketing, because what I like to do is I like to test out, uh, oh, let's try this approach. Let's engage with people this way, or let's promote, you know, on this platform, like right now we're learning TikTok because short video, if yeah, been anywhere. Short video is where it's at. Six, 60 seconds is actually considered long video. Now I'm finding 15 to 30 seconds is where people's attention are. So, uh, just, you know, from my readings and my understanding of what everyone's interested in and my own personal habits, we are mastering short video right now. So the team is three right now, and we're looking to continue to grow it. And those three team members, they are doing client work or they're more admin based behind the scenes? They support client work, but I really am the face of the business at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What do you think your business is going to look like in say three years time? What, like, what's your big vision? Seeing we're at the beginning of the year and everyone is talking about goals and visions and where we're headed. What does that look like for you? Well, <laughs> I'm going to start with this year and then I'll, and then I don't know. So right now it's progress. Progress is my word because two years ago I had planned for five years and the world turned upside down and that just really <laughs> made me think, okay, what is my, why, why am I doing this? Well, ultimately I want to help people. So the more people I can help, the better. I have to figure out a direction of how I want to get there because does that look like I am the face of the business? I continue to have a support team behind the scenes or do I eventually grow the agency so that I empower other team members to interact with clients? So that's my big question mark right now that I am trying to determine. But progress in business, in health, my personal life, I just want to keep going forward and really, I have learned over this past couple, you know, the past couple of years is I want to be present in the moment. And th that's just so important to me because, yes, as I said, I had all those plans, things changed. And I think I was relying on the future a little too much. So I want to focus on just, you know, every day. Yes, I have goals. I still have goals for the year I want to increase. But how big that is, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Nice. So just progress and being present. Yes. I like that. Yeah, that, that's really good because sometimes we can get too caught up in, you know, exactly where we, we want to be in that future state, mm -hmm. that being present where we are and trying to work out the challenges that are right in front of us can sometimes set us back if we're not conscious about them. And the beauty of being an entrepreneur is I chose this so that I could have a little bit of, you know, control over the work I do, um, of how much I invest in work, how much I invest in free time. So finding that balance to me is bringing me to my clients in mm -hmm. the best possible way. So if I outgrow myself too fast, I really don't know how authentic that would be. That's an interesting one to explore, isn't it? Yes. I mean, I, I own an event management agency. It's a business event agency. And I've always been the face of the business. Uh, and that's always the way that I've operated. I've handed off everything else 
except for the client-facing work. So I'm in a phase now of working out, okay, what does that look like to hand over client management? What does that look like to hand over the client-facing and the client relationship management? So exploring that is like another level of where you get to in your business is because you you treasure those client relationships so much because you know that the quality of the work that you're doing for the client is going to result in that client returning to work with you, talking to other people about you and getting referrals, which is how you're building your business Mm-hmm. Like in those early stages is by referral. For sure. And isn't it a beautiful opportunity to choose what you love to do? I love to do video and be the face. I love to interact with the clients. So why would I give that away? Yes. Yeah. And you I know, so you get to same. ask yourself these interesting questions as you're how big do I want to go? Why do I want to grow? Just because someone says I need to make six figures. Is that in my heart? What lights me up? Yeah. What does that really look like? Mm -hmm. And does the figure matter so much if what's more important to us is how we're living our life with our business and our business with our life, how those two interact? Yep. Back to the why. Why did we even start our own business? Yeah. <laughs> Some people it could be a money, but other people it's a lifestyle. Correct. Yes. So living true to that why. Yeah, I I agree. It's not everyone is chasing the dollar, or not everyone is chasing the same thing. It's about mm-hmm. deciding what is the important piece in your business, and how quickly you want to grow your business. If your goal is to grow to that million dollar business, then you're going to put your head down and you're going to work really hard to make that happen in a three-year time span. But for others of us, we're like, it'd be nice to be there, but actually I don't want to sacrifice the other areas of my life as I'm building my business. So I'm Mm -hmm. just going to make progress you know, making sure that we're delivering a quality service, making sure that I'm working with the right clients, making sure that, you know, I'm living my life true to me and my family and what I want to achieve with my life. We just get one shot at this life, right? Yeah. All right. Tell me, like you started your business in 2018 and then not long after that, we had this COVID come across everything. (laughs) How did that affect your business? Like, were you a, you know, online remote business from the get go and it didn't really have much an effect on you or what did that, how did that go for you? Yes. So I was at the time uh, when I first started, you know, there's a little bit of confidence. I, I have to admit, I didn't have the confidence because I'd been out of the, quote unquote, you know, professional work field for a decade. So I was freelancing under someone else's company. Um, I still had my own business, but it wasn't what it is today. It Mm -hmm. was more of a, you know, I was fed clients from this person and that worked well. However, the turning point was their reaction was more of a, okay, the world has stopped. Let's stop as well, which is fine. 
But my personal instinct inside of me, again, this desire to help people was, no, this is the best time for them to build their library of content. Instead of panicking, let's invest so that as soon as, you know, in evergreen content, and then as soon as the world is normal, or if this is our new normal, we are prepared to hit go. And then, so giving a sense of control again over people in in a situation where there really was no, no knowing, even still, we don't know we're in another, you know, we just finished another lockdown up here. I don't even know what number it is in Canada here. So I really wanted to empower people to use the opportunity instead of living in fear. Like, let's just redirect our efforts. Yeah. You don't have clients or, you know, your sales may have changed, but let's get things ready so that when we do proceed, you're not even 10 further steps behind You're where you need to be. So that really helped. And as soon as I expressed that to my clients that I had been working with, uh, they really appreciated that something positive to hold on to and to be able to still feel that they weren't stuck. They could have a little bit of control on where they're going on their terms when Mm. so much was out of their control. Yeah. Oh, I want to dive into that. So you were freelancing to begin with. Mm -hmm. So how long did you freelance for? I would say a year and a half. I was freelancing. However, about halfway through that time, I started getting my own clients as well. Okay. Because I wanted to dive into that interesting moment around freelancing, the client that you were freelancing for puts an end to, you know, working together because they'd just put a stop on everything. Yes. Was it those clients that they'd fed you that you were working with, that you continued to work with? How did that, like separation of the freelance relationship from that client, but working with their clients and you continuing to work with those clients or not working with those clients you know there's the Mm -hmm. you know restraint Mm -hmm. of trade clause that's in you know some agreements when you work and if you don't continue to work with a company anymore then you can't continue to work with the clients that I've given you tell me a bit about how that went sure so actually that whole experience of freelancing yes it built my confidence but it also made me realize what I did like and what I want to continue and what I didn't like. So I realized, well, those actually weren't my ideal clients. So I designed my workflow to attract people who I was excited to work with and who liked the story. Because so in the first freelancing position, it was a traditional how I was explaining at the beginning. They said, okay, market my construction business or my plumbing business. Well, I know nothing about that. And it, I didn't have a lot of access to the client. So it was really hard to get inspired as well, because I really didn't know what they were doing and they were not even in the same city as me. So I didn't, it's not like I could go out with a camera and even take pictures of them on the job. I was fully relying on stock photos at that point. Cause they didn't supply me anything. Now I still rely on it, but I, tra- I trained my clients a little more like, okay, next time you're at this event, take these types of pictures and then we can use it next month. So I 
feel that I was too at arm's length from the clients. So that actually developed the interview style and the storytelling. So I am so grateful for that experience because I learned what I didn't like and what I did like. So no, it was, it was a complete uh, pivot to, no, I think I'm going to go in a different direction and uh, use that experience, take the positive, take the, what I would like to improve. And, you know, again, so it was kind of like working for someone else in a traditional sense. It wasn't being a business owner when I was freelancing, because I was at the mercy of their decisions for their business instead of my own guidance and, you know. And Choosing, your own, I guess, yeah, and your own system around how you would go about writing good copy Correct. and making that really good. You were mm-hmm. limited because of the process or the workflow that was in place for the company you were working with. Correct. I love that that's how it informed you. Like, isn't it so often we go, I don't like that. So mm-hmm. we d- we find out what we don't like in order to then move to a space that we do like. Mm -hmm. I find that so much easier to help me to get to where I want to be by first determining what I don't like. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I do that often. Okay. What has been the, like one of the biggest struggles moving into building your own business? What for you has been some of the you know, hurdles that you have had to overcome? So I have three that come to mind. So the first one is delegating. When you own the company and you have your processes and you just know how to do it and it can be faster to do it yourself sometimes. So opening myself up to, yeah, I could do it myself. I could do it faster, but I only have so many hours in the day. So it might be worth the time to actually train someone to do it. So Mm -hmm. then- we can be working in tandem. So that was one struggle. Another one was being the face of the business. Going back to that freelancer experience, it was kind of nice to hide behind, you know, not having to do the stories, not having to interact with the client. So for all of the, the cons, there was that pro as well of, I didn't have to show up in any way other than go to my, you know, my keyboard and type the assignment. So that was a struggle. And then the final one is determining, and I've touched on this, determining my why and how that meshes with my overall goal. I've really been questioning, and that's, you know, why I came up with the word progress. Do I want six figures? Why am I doing this? What lights me up? I have, and this has happened over, you know, in the past four years, I've had to think, I know my why now is helping others. That is just what I do. If I'm not helping anyone, no, I'm not, I'm no good. I don't, I don't feel lit up. I don't feed myself, but you know, and now it is, does money have something to do with that and income status? I don't think it does, but maybe if in my mind, I twist it to, if I could help a certain number of people that might feel more aligned with me. So that's actually a struggle I'm still going through is where do I want to go? I feel you with that. I mean, in the (laughs) early days of business too, I remember just, I felt like I was just putting one foot in front of the other because I didn't really know what I wanted and what that why behind it was, is what got me out of bed was that 
I needed to, you know, make progress. It needed to do the next thing, get better at what we're doing, honing my skills, you know, just doing a better job for the client. And yeah, for those earlier years, it was just let me hone what we're doing and get really good at that before I decide what's that bigger goal of where I'm headed. So I I think, you know, where you're at right now is probably not unfamiliar to others in the same situation. Yeah. Well, especially when we're solopreneurs or the head of the team, (laughs) Mm. there's so much pressure on our shoulders too, because, okay, everyone, let's go lead the charge. Where are we going? (laughs) (laughs) Where, where am I taking all these people? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, where we're going is we're going to do a damn fine job of this client's work, you know, whether it's an event or whether it's content or whatever it is that we're doing in our agency, it is, we're just going to do the best possible job that is. And how do we refine our processes and what we're doing at the same time? So Mm -hmm. we can feel a sense of accomplishment and achievement when we get to the conclusion of that project. So yeah. And then your bigger purpose really evolves after that and it gets clearer and clearer and clearer that you're then able to go, all right, this is where I want to head. You know, I've I've experienced all of these things that have gone, nope, nope, and no. <laughs> and we've had a few things that have made us go, no, I'm not going down that path. I'm continue down this one so yeah business is just one big journey you know I've been in business 20 years and still like it's a journey I'm still evolving looking at the next phase yeah it's not something that you ever feel as though you get to perfect at any stage I think yeah I feel like whenever you reach a milestone, it's just a milestone because then you're like, okay, fork in the road. Now, where do we go? But that's also part of the fun of being a business owner too, right? Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Yeah. And that's how I used to look at my businesses. Okay. I've got a fork in the road. I've got these options. Mm, That one. Yeah. And then I'd carry on down that path and then I'd get to another fork in the road and then I'd go, um, that one and off we go. So for, yeah, for many years, you know, in those earlier phases, we were doing exactly that, choosing the fork in the road when it presented itself. And it sounds like that's what you're doing with your event business too, is trying to figure out, okay, am I still the face of the business or do I hand this over? Where do I go? Yeah. And that's, that's my current fork in my road for the event company is that's the, you know, that's the last thing that I've really got to delegate and now I've got to decide is that what I want to delegate or is that something that I really enjoy and I'm just going to keep doing that so Mm -hmm. yeah that's my current fork in my road so what about some of your biggest wins so far in business I actually want to say that my biggest wins are also the greatest struggles So I have embraced being the face of my business. I now have a TikTok channel. I promote all of my videos on all of my social platforms. I am really comfortable now having podcast interviews. I only started in November, but I love it because 
when I come, I just had to switch my mindset when I come at it from a place of giving, not wanting to get anything from it. I'm just giving, giving, giving. That's what lights me up because it goes along with my why of helping others. So now that I've embraced that, I'd say that's a win. I do TikTok videos five days a week. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, that's pretty big from not even wanting to uh, get on a Zoom call with clients. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, TikTok, you know, reels, I'm not on TikTok, but, you know, Instagram reels, you know, coming up with a reel five days a week is, that's a commitment. You know, that is a lot of work. It sure is. So, um, and that actually feeds into my, my next win is delegating. So I knew that I would be a clog in that part of the funnel to make things happen. So that became my public relations officers. One of his things is he looks up Google trends or is it answer the public? And he finds different questions for me to talk about that people actually want to know the answers to. So, uh, so that's been a huge win is getting a team and delegating, getting over the hump of, no, I don't need to be the one who does everything. Yes. I need to be the one who does certain things that I choose to do, but when I have help, then we are ultimately serving our clients and potential clients better. It is so true. It is (laughs) so true. What are three things that you would want to share with others who are growing a service-based business, a done-for-you service-based business? I would say don't be the bottleneck. <laughs> Learn from my <laughs> mistake. <laughs> um, and, and that even, even when you're delegating, they're going to feed things. It's like tennis, right? Okay, here you do this. Okay, great. Now I have to look it over. And it's easy for me to be the bottleneck and not get back to them. And then they're stuck and they can't move forward. So just be really aware of processes and where you're getting in your own way or your own business's way. The second thing would be try new things and evaluate. So I tried the TikTok videos and yes, people wanted to hear from me. (laughs) So, you know, the analytics don't lie. People want to hear from me and every workflow that we create, I'm constantly every week or every other week meeting with the team members, if that's on their docket of what they're doing. And we look at the process. Okay. How many people are responding? My coach says data over drama. So don't Mm. go with your gut. I I don't say to them anymore. Do you think this is working? No. I look at how many people did you reach out to? How many people said yes? What is the percent of success? Does it make sense to continue this activity based on our goals? And that has been a huge thing. So when you're evaluating, don't go with your gut or, oh, I think it's going well. Use data to help you make those evaluations and then either decide to not continue with that if the numbers, and you got to give it enough time. You have to give it a couple of months for some things. But uh, when you're trying new things, is it a matter of simply tweaking? Do you completely you know, 180 degrees and go a different direction on the same thread to try something new? Or do you say, no, that's not for us. Then we have to think of something else that works. And then the final thing is keep your goals front and center. So your why, if you have an annual dollar goal, if you have an annual, I want to have this many leads so that I can uh, create a course and I actually have people to sell to. So whatever those are, I don't do more than three things 
on mm-hmm. my on my goals because it gets too much if I have too much to focus, but everything touches on one of those three things. I agree. Three, three goals. That's mm-hmm. all you need more than that. And it becomes way too overwhelming because you can yes. break those three goals down into multiple projects in order to hit your goals. So right. I'm with you. Three is all we need. <laughs> yeah. And then those, those multiple projects become your quarterly goals or your, yeah. if you do sprints every two weeks and you have tasks and projects that you do, but yeah, if you have that ultimate high level goal, then everything, all of your activities, marketing projects, services, or products that you create to support it will all feed into those goals. Yeah. And then it's easy to know what to say no to, you know, yes. if- if it doesn't align with the goal and doesn't create the domino effect to get to the goal, then it's a no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because we can all get sidetracked by, you know, some shiny objects or a new thing or a, or something else that all of a sudden it becomes more important than the original goal that we hit. But at the end of the day, it's like, all right, is that helping me in a domino effect way get to my goal? And if not, mm-hmm. then it goes out in the parking lot, you know, put it somewhere else where you can come back to it later. Yes. I like that lots. Elizabeth, it's been lovely speaking with you. I would love for our listeners to be able to reach out to you if what you've shared with us today resonates with them and they just want to get on a call and go, yes, this is my story and this is how it happens. And you're going to wave your magic wand and create the content <laughs> that they need. So share with us how our listeners can get in contact with you and any resources that you've got to share. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for having me, Sandra. I've really had a great time. So number one, if you want to book a discovery call with me or, you know, just a conversation, no pressure, never any pressure, but to see if we're a good fit to work together and help you my website, the contact page. So it's ermarketingservices.com and then our contact page, and you will immediately get sent a reply email with a link to my calendar to book a call. So check your junk mail. if You don't get it in about 30 minutes. Um, and I have a resource that I'd like to share. It's a quiz and Based on those four um, areas, your website, blog posts, social media, or emails, knowing where to go next with your digital marketing. So you answer a couple of questions and it will tell you where we recommend you go next. So it's a quiz and we have a link that I will share with Sandra to drop in the show notes, but it's bit.ly slash business your way quiz. Oh, nice. And that is so helpful because sometimes it's like, oh, what should I start first? Maybe I should start a blog. Oh, no, maybe I'll just start my social media. Or what should I be emailing? So I like that it's a quiz and then you're going to get some results as to what's your next best step. I like that lots. Absolutely. And I want to give the audience permission. If you're listening right now and you're thinking, oh my gosh, you listed four things and I should be doing all four things because I have no, none of the things done. (laughs) I want to give you permission. Start with one, get comfortable with one because your message is going to get fine-tuned, whether that makes sense to have social media or a website. Um, You need to do that before you do a blog. If you start with that, do it well, your message is going to be so fine-tuned that let's say you're starting with a website, you're going to know 
who, what, when, where, why, how, just from filling out your about page, home page, contact page, and maybe a little bit about your services and or products if you also offer those. Mm. And then when you're ready to, let's say you're going to do social media, you have a starting point for your content. Perhaps you tell your about story in a couple of different ways. Just like Sandra was asking me today, what's my business background? What's my journey? What are some struggles? What are some wins? That could be four or five different social media posts, even though it's sharing your about story, you're telling it in different ways. That's such a good tip right there. That's gold. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Elizabeth. It's been fun to talk to you and talk about your business journey and, you know, why you're now doing what you're doing, which really lights you up and the journey that you've been on and where you are in just making progress right now. That's a great word of the year to have. So I'm going to put all of those links that you've just shared into the show notes, but it's been lovely to have you. Thank you, Sandra. I've really enjoyed myself as well. And I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning into today's episode and joining Elizabeth and I while we dive behind the scenes of her business. All of the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes, which you can find on my website, sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. You will actually find all of the episodes to the podcast available on the website at that web address. Now, if you want to be more organized and get your systems sorted so you can finally delegate and automate tasks in your business, just like Elizabeth is working her way through delegating and not becoming the bottleneck in her business, when you do this, you can reclaim the time and just spend your time doing the things that light you up. So I've got a business systems cheat sheet that I want to share with you. This will help get you started in putting the right systems in place in your business so that you can delegate and reclaim your time to do the things that you need to do. Get your hands on the business systems cheat sheet at sandrajulian.co forward slash systems. And just one last thing before you leave today. If you really enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you hit subscribe and get the new episodes as soon as they're released every week. New episodes drop every Wednesday every week. And if, like me, you listen to podcasts on the Apple Podcast app, then I would appreciate if you could take just a couple of minutes, rate the show, and leave a quick review. This tells Apple Podcasts that, yes, this is a good show, and it helps bring the show up and recommend it to others inside of the app. So it would mean the world to me if you could help me spread the word and get more listeners tuning into the podcast. Alrighty, my friend, that is us for this week. I will be back again next week with another great episode for you to dive behind the scenes and help you with your business and where you're headed and the journey that you have embarked on. I will talk to you again then.